If you don't have an email list, then you don't have a direct line to your customers. Reaching your clients, audience, supporters, and fans with the right message at the right time in the right place becomes easy when you've got a strategic email list in place. My email list is the number one way I drive profits in my business. And major bonus here, it's a lot easier and way more fun than you might think. That's why I'm teaching a free live workshop all about growing your email list called From Zero Subscribers or Zero Strategy to an Engaged Email List That Lasts. I'll show you how to kick off your email list building strategy with no fear because I know it can be scary to start something new in your business. Save your virtual seat at growanemaillist.com. Inside of my free live workshop, you'll learn why email marketing is 10 times more effective than posting on social media, my secret to sending out weekly emails without adding a ton of work to my plate, my best tips for getting people to hit subscribe, and what to actually say to them to convert them from subscribers to paying clients and customers. Save your seat now at growanemaillist.com. That's growanemaillist.com to get started with an email list strategy that drives real results. I'll see you at the masterclass. You're about to miss out. It is time. It is time for you to start sharing the knowledge you already have and get paid for it. Amy Porterfield's signature program, Digital Course Academy, is open and welcoming in a fresh class of students for a short amount of time. And trust me when I say you're going to want to be one of them. This program taught me everything I know about creating, selling, launching, and automating online courses. Courses that have made me millions of dollars, but beyond that, courses that have given me the time, freedom, and impact that I crave. Enroll today and get started at jennacutcher.com forward slash DCA. Plus, when you join the Digital Course Academy with my link, I am also giving you an entire Jenna Kutcher bonus experience. I've literally thought through everything that you would want from me to help you implement and get success fast with Amy's system. It's like the queen of courses, Amy, and the queen of simplification, me, teamed up to ensure that you follow through, implement, and have every tool in your toolkit. I'm talking templates, private trainings, insights into my own launches, and so much more, all waiting for you free when you join DCA. Time is running out. Head to jennacutcher.com forward slash DCA to get your course and my special bonus offer before the doors close on September 28th. Again, that's jennacutcher.com forward slash DCA. You're listening to the Gold Digger Podcast, episode number 217. Guys, we had our baby. I am so excited about today's show. Drew and I were talking before she came and we were like, man, we should really sit down and record a story about the birth of our baby. And that's exactly what we're doing. So she is 80 hours old. My mom is here holding her in the nursery really excitedly. And today, Drew and I get to share the story of our baby girl, Conley Kate. And we're really excited. So thank you so much for tuning in. And without further ado, here is how our little baby girl came into the world. You're listening to the Gold Digger Podcast, where we firmly believe that work doesn't have to feel like work. Self-made millionaire and marketing guru Jenna Kutcher will help you redefine what success looks like. It's time to hear from the experts, listen in on honest conversations, and learn the best tips and tricks that helped others pave their own way and craft their dream career. If you're ready to dig in, do the work, and tackle your biggest goals, you're in the right place. Here's your host, educator, photographer, and mac and cheese lover, Jenna Kutcher. 
This episode of the Gold Digger podcast is brought to you by my favorite all-natural skincare, Primally Pure. I started using Primally Pure skincare and natural deodorant a year ago when my fertility doctor challenged me to clean up the products I used, and I am hooked. Head to jennacutcher.com slash primallypure to check out my five favorite products and save yourself 10%. That's jennacutcher.com slash P-R-I-M-A-L-L-Y-P-U-R-E. Enjoy, Gold Diggers! All right, you are listening to two brand new parents in the world, and we are not all that sleep deprived. I mean, how are you feeling, babe? It's gonna catch up to us, but I think we uh, we're just on a high right now. I know it's so crazy. Last night we were looking at each other. It was probably like three in the morning, and I was like, "Man, we're parents! Like this is so crazy." It's been unreal to think about and like think of the next couple of years and the next couple like. Looking ahead has been really exciting. Like the rest of our lives. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Crazy. So we're going to just kind of walk through the entrance of our baby girl and, and kind of how things happen. And I just want to start this show and say that I know that hearing stories like this can be super inspiring for some people, but it can also uh, remind some people of what they don't have in their lives. And if you followed our fertility journey this day and just this season of life, it took us three years to get here three long years. And even looking at the holidays and exactly a year ago on Christmas Eve would have been our due date of our second baby. And I'm just kind of reminded that everyone is in different seasons. And so we just want to kind of preface this with saying that we are so thankful. We are so grateful, but we also really know the pain and the struggle that can go into growing your family. So it's kind of crazy to be on the other side. I mean, I don't know if either of us really could understand what that would look like or what it would feel like. But I mean, it's been three years in the making, right? Yeah, it's been a long time coming and it's so exciting that it's here and everything just went not the way it was planned, but everything is going just perfect so far. Yeah, I think, but I do think it was the way it was planned. Like even looking back, even those really hard seasons, somehow they make sense now. Even when we were walking through like the worst of the worst, I think we always clung to a hope that there was something more. So anyways, just wanted to preface that with, you know, we see you, we hear you, we know that a lot of you are struggling and we just hope that Conley's story can give you hope today and know that you can come out on the other side. And, and when you do so, You never forget about the pain that you've been through. I think it just makes you have a fully different perspective on all of the hard things that parenthood can bring. So, okay, so let's start talking about the week before I was due. So our due date was December 8th. For some reason, I just thought that we were going to go early. And oh my gosh, it totally messed with my head. You're such a planner and you like had this date in your mind. You wanted it to happen. You wanted it to happen even before because all your work was caught up. You were like just ready to go. You're like, let's do this. I'm efficient. I want to get this done and on the road. And <laughs> I want to meet my baby. Yeah. <laughs> so crazy. You were just like, let's go. I'm ready. Yeah. And I think too, it was like kind of nuts because I wrapped up my work like before Thanksgiving. So it was like three weeks before our due date just because I wanted to be ready. I wanted to go into maternity leave feeling like, okay, we can rest. This is awesome. And Drew had gone hunting 
when I was 37 weeks pregnant and I got checked and the doctor was kind of like, oh, wow, like baby's really low, cervix is thinning, like you're in a good spot. And so in my head, which was wrong, I was like, this could happen any day. And so from 37 weeks until 41 weeks, which do the math, that's a month. I felt like it could be any day, any day, every night when I went to bed, I'm like, it could be the night, it could be tonight. And so the week of our due date, I mean, we were doing all the things. Like I was drinking the tea. I was eating the pineapple. I was Googling every old wives tales. Yes, we were having sex. People were telling us all of the suggestions. And I feel like we should have like a disclosure. Like we're going to talk about like all the things in this show. So, I mean, if if words like cervix and blood and stuff freak you out, I apologize. I'll try to give you a heads up so you can just fast forward those parts. But um, it was hilarious the things people were telling me that put them into labor. Like, people had the weirdest stuff. Like, I ate... General Sow's chicken. Yeah, spicy food was a common theme. <laughs> I got a pedicure, and an yeah. hour later, oh for sure. You know, it was no, just I think you were just you were just pregnant. so yeah. <laughs> like it was just so funny, and and it was fun to hear other people's stories, but it was also slightly frustrating because we were like doing all the things, but you know, babies come when babies come. And, and when people said that to me, I seriously wanted to throat punch people because when you are pregnant and then you pass your due date, it's like every day feels like eternity. And I never understood that. I totally thought like, I'm going to be so chill. I'm going to like not be one of those crazy like end of pregnancy women. Mm. No, it was a tough time. (laughs) (laughs) But you just get so uncomfortable. And I feel like from 38 to 40 weeks, I felt so good and I felt strong and I wasn't that uncomfortable. And I like loved being pregnant and 40 weeks hit and I was like, I'm done. I am so done. And and I started to get really uncomfortable at night. And I felt like my stomach was just going to burst open. <laughs> and you kept saying, like, put your hand on my belly. Feel this thing. I'm like, it's probably a knee it's or an so elbow. Hard. You're like, it hurts so much. I just want to have this baby. Oh, So we went in on our due date or close to our due date. I think we were two days over for an appointment. And I was like so hopeful that like things were starting to happen. And we get in for our appointment and she checks me and nothing had progressed, like absolutely nothing. And we were leaving that appointment. They tried to strip my membranes, which is the grossest terminology ever. If you don't know what that means, I had no idea. But basically, it's just a natural way to induce labor to get your body started. And so they tried to do that. It was super painful. But apparently, my face didn't change at all because what did you say? You just like stared me down and like kind of like smiled to the side. Like, and you're like, oh, I'm so glad that didn't hurt yeah, you Yeah, I'm all. like, babe, did that hurt you at all? You're like, uh, yeah. It I'm like, well, it so didn't look bad. like it hurt at all. Your pain tolerance is unreal. <laughs> and then you He's like, let's go on a date. And I was like <laughs> crying. your eyes out. Like there was just, I had tears just streaming down my cheeks because I'm like, I'm already overdue. Now if we're going to get induced, it's still a week away. And I just felt like, my gosh, my body is not doing anything. I'm going to be pregnant forever. It was a really hard day. And I, yeah. I will say that I only had one like really bad emotional day where I was like, I just want to lay in bed. I'm really sad that this isn't happening. Yeah. Hormone wise and pregnancy wise, you did not play the pregnancy card, the overdue pregnancy card either. Like you were yeah. just kind of ready to this, go. I'm ready. I'm yeah. just ready. So we like continued on. So when Conley finally came, it was almost nine days over my 
my due date. And honestly, once we set an induction date, I kind of had a piece about it because I was like, okay, the end is in sight. I really pray that my body goes into this naturally, but I know that by Sunday, hopefully we'll have a baby. And that kind of just gave me peace. And I feel like we really enjoyed our last few days Mm -hmm. just because it felt like, okay, we know this is going to end at some point. So it was hilarious. People were telling us like, make sure you relax. I'm like, that is literally all we are doing. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody kept texting us too. Like we're asking, are you a dad yet? Are you parents yet? I'm like, you would know if we had the baby, but just so you know, Sunday is probably going to be the day. Like it was cool to have like a, like a, date in our minds. Yeah. There's a website that's have you had your baby yet.com and you go to it and it just says, nope. <laughs> and so that was funny. I think too, I mean, what was really interesting for me, especially as a first time mom, is that like, I felt really powerful and empowered by the idea of birth, but like labor and delivery, you just have no idea how it's going to go. And so I think that there's just this like natural anticipation that comes and obviously like fear as well. Like I just didn't know what it would feel like. I didn't know how it would go. I didn't know if there'd be complications. I didn't know if I need a C-section. Like there was a lot of like thoughts going on in my head. And so I remember one of my friends, Katrina, she was like, You'd like, I wish I would have just relaxed and known like it's gonna work, like it's good, you're gonna be able to do it. So, we had a really like, I don't know, not like a sacred last few days, but like, I just feel like we really we laid in bed together, I took more naps, like, took some bathtubs, like, it was just it was really nice. So, we had to go in on Saturday night to start the induction process because basically I wasn't dilating at all. I was like at one centimeter and I was eight days over. And so there's this thing called a Foley bulb. There's so many things we learned along this way. A ton of stuff. <laughs> oh, but basically what it is, is it's kind of like a little balloon that they put into you and pump full of water to get your cervix to dilate. And yes, it is as weird and it does kind of hurt as it sounds. So Drew and I, we slept in that day. We took the dogs on a nice long walk. We decided to go downtown Duluth and go out to dinner. And we had just a really nice date. We played cribbage. We were one for one. We got to do that tiebreaker. Yeah, I'll probably beat you. <laughs> and then uh, we had to call the hospital and go in to get this Foley bulb put in to start the induction process. And so we headed it to the hospital and we got that put in and it was honestly quite painful, but it was exciting at the same point. Cause I'm like, okay, progress. This yep. is, this is One progressive pain. Yep. So we got it put in, they had to monitor the baby for like an hour. And then we were actually able to go home and um, sleep in our own bed. And once we left the hospital that night, I started having contractions like in the parking lot and then once we got home yep so we you were like definitely in pain i I could tell like this is what it's going to be like it's going to be a long now you know what they feel like so we'll see how (laughs) things go yeah we i ended up jumping in the bathtub and i was tracking contractions and i was really excited because i'm like sweet like maybe just getting this bulb put in would be what it took to get the whole labor started. So we were tracking contractions. Drew was in bed. I would just get really quiet. He could tell something was going on, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but the bathtub felt awesome. And then we went to bed and I was actually able to sleep pretty well, which was shocking. Yeah. I didn't didn't think we'd sleep at all. Yeah. I I got in like five solid hours and then I woke up at 5am and finished Michelle Obama's book, which by the way, is a wonderful book. Drew was sleeping and he rolled over and he's like, what are you doing? Are you reading a book right now? (laughs) 
know. What are you doing? <laughs> but it was great. So then uh, we had to call the hospital at 6 a.m., make sure they had room for us. And they did. And so what was my first request that day? Oh, we <laughs> for breakfast, it's fine. Like, what was it, 6 a.m.? Yeah. We made a, like a legit full pizza, pizza. gluten-free pizza. It was amazing. Ranch and hot sauce at 6 a.m. Everyone told me, like, eat before you go in. And somebody had said pizza the other day. And I was like, oh. And it was delicious. That sounds good. And I wanted my last meal to be, like, delicious. So, Drew, I was like, can you go down and preheat the oven? I'm like, you seriously want to do that? (laughs) You're not kidding? (laughs) All right. All right. I'm in. I wasn't kidding. It was awesome. So, we sat down and we polished off a pizza before we went into the hospital. And I think, like, you know... Here's something that I think we should talk about is once we told people we were being induced, it was kind of crazy how many people were DMing us and really like giving their opinions, telling horror stories, stating medical facts. And I think that it's really important, especially like online, you know, we don't have to share our lives with the world. We don't have to fill in people on our medical, what's going on. And I love doing it because I love my followers, but it honestly kind of freaked me out because I'm like, is this what motherhood is going to be like? Is like people judging our decisions or thinking they know what's going on or thinking they know better for us. And we had told everyone because everyone was just so anxious about the baby. We were getting so many DMs. Like if we went black for like two hours, people were like, are you in labor? Are you at the hospital? And um, I had shared that we were going to get induced and It was really disheartening to see so many women reaching out with like not so helpful things. I put up a story, an Instagram story and just said, you know, honestly, I hope that you can understand that we have an awesome medical team. We're making the best decision for us and our baby. Um, We had had an ultrasound to make sure everything was good with baby. And I was actually quite a big baby. So I was nine pounds. My sister was nine and a half. And so I was just more afraid of like having a giant baby and what that would do to my body and how that would impact our labor. So that was just a tangent. Like if you're following people online and they're sharing like intimate details of their life, like send encouragement. Like if somebody's at the end of their pregnancy and they're losing their mind, like just say like, you look beautiful. You're glowing. You're doing a great job. Like you are so close. I wish that you know, there were so many helpful people, but there was just some people that were messaging me that just made me feel like, oh my gosh, is this what we're in for? Or like scaring me about what we had to do. And that's not really helpful. So we go in for the induction and it was honestly so crazy. Like we packed up the car, we like go and check in. It felt like we were checking into a hotel. Mm-hmm. It was really weird. <laughs> what did you say? You're like, we're checking in and we're like, one baby, please. One baby, please. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, yeah, so we got checked in. We got settled into our room. It was awesome because my contractions had stopped. So like we were kind of able to like set up the room how we wanted it. So I'm an OCD freak. So I had like the little <laughs> cupboards like full of like, here's my snacks. Oh. Here's where my change of clothes is. Here's my backpack. Here's the baby stuff. Like it, it was honestly. <laughs> Honestly, like pretty nice. It kind of felt like we were at a hotel. Yeah. Until, until, until we got started (laughs) with everything. So they had to um, hook me up to an IV. I had a thing called group B strep, which is pretty common and it's not all that weird, but basically you just have to have a dose of antibiotics for the baby. And then they had to hook me up to Pitocin, which is what starts your contraction. So basically it's a way to simulate your body's natural reaction that would start contractions. And so 
basically they put you in an IV and they start with Pitocin and then every half hour they turn it up if your body is not contracting hard enough to really like progress the labor process. So I got the IVs in and we were hooked up to monitors to watch the baby and to watch my contractions. And I was having contractions, but I like didn't feel them at all. So we were watching them happen. And it kind of made me wonder, like, I bet I've been having contractions for a while and I just had no idea or I, or I wasn't sure what the feeling was. So we, that's what I think it is. Too. I think it's just a, a, an un, not uncomfortable, but an unknown yeah. feeling for your body to go through. You've never done this or felt this before. Right. And you see like the movies and like people like bent over and like screaming and moaning. And like yeah. I, there was definitely times where I could feel my stomach tighten, but I just thought it was maybe the baby moving or something, you know. So we um, had my mom on call and we also had a birth photographer, Tasha Hergott. Shout out Tasha. You were the best. She's the best. Loved you. Yeah. And so we were kind of just keeping those two in the loop and it was, everything was kind of going really slow. So we're like, just stay home. We're just hanging out. We're waiting for things to get going. So they both got in, in like the afternoon, like 11 noon, we had to write down a timeline because one, like everything gets really blurry, but two, we were like sending text messages to our friends and our family, keeping them posted. And so we were like looking back through our texts because we're like, so when did everything happen? So crazy day in general. Yeah. So, so about like noonish, I sent Drew and my mom down to get lunch because they were hanging out. And I'm like, they're probably hungry. I'm really bored. I can't eat anything. So I was like, why don't you guys go get some lunch together? I'm just going to hang out here. Um, and I was still pretty comfortable at that point. But by the time they'd gotten back from lunch, the contractions were starting to get more intense and they were starting to hurt. And I remember texting Drew after they're like, they're coming back up from lunch. And I'm like, hey, this is starting to feel real. Mm -hmm. um, and so he got up to the room and that was when my contractions were getting closer together and just getting more intense. And so we were kind of just waiting them out. And I was pretty chill, I'm going to say. Super chill. Like, what was about to happen, you were very, very yeah. calm. When the contractions would start to hit, I would just kind of get quiet and I would kind of like take my signal, get quiet with me um, and breathe through them and then let him go. And so it was like a couple hours into that where I decided I wanted to get in the bathtub. Back up a little bit. I remember when you were like, you would go through them, you would just stop talking and I would be like, oh, I'm make a joke right now. Perfect time for a joke. Yeah. Your mom is like, girls are, I'm like, dude, stop talking. <laughs> I know. Drew's like natural reaction is I hate if quiet. something gets uncomfortable. I hate dead air. It's like make a joke, which do not make jokes around a woman <laughs> having contractions. But it was like kind of funny. You you picked up pretty I learned quickly. my lesson pretty fast. I know. I never like scolded you. No, anything, not at all. Though, but it was funny. So Drew was watching the Packer game which is on. And we were kind of working through that. And then I decided I thought that the tub would feel really good just to kind of switch positions, get out of bed, you know, kind of, I love bathtubs anyways. And so we ran a bath and I got in there and the contractions started hitting really close together. So it was like every other minute and they were long and they hurt. Like that was when things were like, okay, like this is, it's happening. So what time was that? About... Mm. I think, write down. I don't think we wrote that part down. I think Started it was probably like, yeah. 40. Yeah. And then I think, yeah. So then we had talked about it while I was in a very clear state of mind. And I went into the whole birth experience super open-minded. Like 
if I want an epidural, I'll get one. If I think I can go all natural, I'll do that. If I want to try laughing gas, I'll do that. And we had just kind of talked through all the different scenarios. I was so open to any of them, but I had decided as they were kind of starting to get worse and knowing too, with an induction with Pitocin, it's been proven that the contractions hit harder and a lot of times, you know, they're pumping more Pitocin into you. So then all of a sudden it just gets really, real, really fast. And that's exactly what happened for me. And so while I had a very clear mind, I said, I think I'm going to get an epidural. I think that it'll just make the experience a little more enjoyable. This could take all night or it could happen quickly. But I felt really good about that decision. And, and I think however you bring a baby into the world, however it happens is incredible. And I want to give a shout out to the women who do it all naturally. Like, I think you are bosses. And I think that you have sheer strength and like you must have like really you can go really deep inward. I'd be curious to see what labor would be like without having to be induced. But I also like really loved my decision to get an epidural. And so it was kind of cool, like to not have any set game plan and to like kind of talk with my mom and Drew as things were happening. Here's what I'm thinking. I feel good about it. What do you guys think? Um, and so anyways, about at 3.45 or 4 o'clock. So I'd been having pretty hard contractions for like four hours at that point. I was like, all right, let's let's make the call. Let's get the anesthesiologist in here. And I remember asking the nurse, okay, when I say go, how long is it going to take? And she's like, 20 minutes. I was like, go. <laughs> like, get him in here. And um, we had the most amazing anesthesiologist. The dude, the dude came in like super smiley, like basically popped so out his Clark great. Kent shirt. And he's like, Superman is here. Ready <laughs> Pretty to, much. Ready to make you happy. I like wanted to kiss his face. Like... It was just at the perfect time because it was when things were hitting really close together. I didn't, I felt like I couldn't catch my breath or have a break. And so um, he kicked everyone out of the room. He explained everything really well. I was having contractions while he was doing that epidural, which was interesting, but my nurse was right with me, like breathing through it with me. And oh my gosh, he just did such an amazing job. Had the best bedside manner. I loved him. I loved him for so many reasons. He's a sweetheart. <laughs> but then um, I texted them after the epidural was in and Drew was like, you were like a whole new woman. Yeah. Like you, Before that, you can't even talk every other minute. And then after the epidural, we come in and you're just like, hey, guys, what's <laughs> up? Like biggest smile on your face. Like, oh. I'm so happy I did that. Yeah. I'm so glad we're here. And I'm like, oh, my God. This it was is awesome. Awesome. And it was so cool because I feel like I got to like experience contractions and, and like test my strength in a way and understand like, wow, this is what some women do for hours and then get to relax. And like, it just shifted the energy in the room. We literally were like going to play cribbage. Like I could feel a contraction just on the way my body was responding, but it wasn't painful. And the guy did, I mean, honestly, like the perfect epidural because I could move my legs. I could move myself in my bed. I didn't feel stuck at all. I was able to like kind of move around and feel things without being in pain. So mm -hmm. it was pretty epic. Lifesaver for Life sure. Lifesaver. Did you know that your deodorant is likely filled with ingredients that can disrupt your hormones? From aluminum compounds to parabens, there are even ingredients that have been banned in Europe that are still in our products here in the U.S. of A. 
When I started to look at what I was putting both on and in my body during our fertility struggles, I was shocked at the ingredient lists I was reading. That was when I made the switch to all natural skincare and deodorant and fell in love with Primally Pure. Primally Pure changed what I thought of all natural products and made the process of ditching my toxic products for nature-made ones so easy. Nature truly can be smarter than science. To learn more about my five must-have products, spoiler, you could buy them all for under $100, and save yourself 10% off of your purchase, head to jennacutcher.com slash primallypure. Again, save 10% off of your purchase just by heading to jennacutcher.com slash P-R-I M-A-L-L-Y-P-U-R-E. Enjoy, gold diggers. So after we got the epidural, everything kind of just chilled out. They called our room the party room um, because every time the nurse would come in, we were just so relaxed and laughing and having fun. I thought I was supposed to have Pitbull playing on my Bluetooth speaker. <laughs> we had music going. We actually had a lot of Hill song and like we Christian tunes. And then Drew puts like a Pitbull in there to make me laugh halfway through. And so we were just really relaxed. We had Tasha, our birth photographer, my mom, and Drew. And then after the epidural, I texted my sister because I was super open to having her in there. I just didn't know if it would feel like too many people or feel like too much. And once I got the epidural, I was like, anyone can be in here because this is awesome. Bring the party. so excited. So texted my sister. I said, hey, if you want to come, you're welcome to come. Um, We're just kind of hanging out and just waiting for things to get going. So... At five o'clock, so like an hour after my epidural, they broke my water and that was super uneventful, but they wanted to kind of see if that would get things still moving. And then two hours later, I was up to seven and a half centimeters dilated. So you have to wait until you're about 10 to push. So things are starting to move. There's this uh, weird ball thing called the peanut where you can like put it between your legs and it helps position you to like get the baby to move down. So I was kind of trying different positions to get the baby to scooch a little bit closer. Which helped a lot because when they yeah. came in, they could, they could see that like the angle you were laying on was, you know, even wider than the other side of your cervix. So they could kind of be like, oh, it's doing its job. It's working. Yeah. want to flip to the other side. So you just kind of rotate it back yeah. and forth. It was really promising because it just yeah. like felt good. Like, okay, good. We're making mm-hmm. progress. And I was honestly... One, I, I was telling Drew this, like, I don't love being the center of attention. So, like, I hated that people were having to wait for me. So, like, our family texts were like, any updates? What's going yeah. on? And then, like, knowing, like, Drew and Tasha and my mom were all just kind of sitting around waiting. And, like, there's nothing we could do. Like, I hate inconveniencing people. So, that was, like, probably the hardest part for me. And, like, knowing, like, the nurses have to take care of me, even though, like, nothing's happening. But things were happening. We just were relaxed. And I was texting my friends in a text thread. I was reading through the text this morning. It was so hilarious. And it was like, this is so peaceful. This is so enjoyable. Like, I'm so excited to push. The only thing I wish I had was French fries right now. <laughs> like I was hungry, but like just the way that I was like talking about the experience, it was just so positive. And I was like, good vibes. in yeah. there. That's what every nurse that came in was just like, Man, your room has like such good energy and we were just like all so excited. So energy and that that lime cream your mom brought for foot rubs. It smells so good in here. We're like, I don't know. Coconut lime lotion. Yeah, that was funny. I did get some foot rubs. That was sweet. (laughs) So then at like 945, so two hours later, I was at eight centimeters and they decided to increase the Pitocin. So at this point I was at like a 16 in terms of Pitocin, how it was getting pumped in. They were just trying to speed up my contractions because they were kind of slowing down 
to keep things moving. So we were really close at that point. And at that point, they said, why don't you guys try to rest? So we kicked everyone out of the room. It was just Drew and I. We shut the lights off. We put on Top Chef. And we tried to, like, catch a nap because basically it was going to be go time really soon. And, yep. and it was kind of like a nice time for us to just regroup. Talk and, like, about chill. calm before the storm. Yeah. Is it, it, the storm came in hot when, yeah. when it came. But it was like... Finally, a chance to shut the lights off and rest. Just kind of like, ah, yeah, what's happening next? So I was sitting straight up trying to get the baby to drop into position. And then um, I kind of leaned back and, and rested for a little bit. And one of the weirdest things about labor is like, they'll say like, when you know, you know. And the truth is, is that that was not the case for me at all because I didn't have normal contractions. I was induced. And then they were saying, you'll know when you need to push. And they basically say, it's like, you you feel like you're going to have to poop. And so I, <laughs> it was shift change. And it was about to happen. It was like 1045-ish. And the new nurse was coming in and the old nurse was sending off. And as the new nurse was walking in, I was like, I kind of feel like I have to fart. Yeah. And I was like, I don't, th- I don't think it's like time it's like yet. Pressure down there. But like, it's I was not, kind of rubbing your back a little yeah. bit. You're like, Can you just like push on my hips, push on my butt? It just feels like I just things are fart. happening. Yeah, there's something going on. Yeah. And that was now that I look back, that was when I was transitioning. So I was starting to feel contractions through the epidural. And they, I mean, they hurt, they weren't awful, but they hurt. And that was definitely that transition period where it was like, all right, it's almost go time. So Drew was kind of putting counter pressure on me. And then the nurse came in and I said, I have to fart. And then she's like, oh, that, that's a good thing she, to she walk got, like, into. Super excited. She's like, all right, let's get this thing going. I, yeah. think, I think we're, uh, this is pretty promising. You yeah. Know? And we're like, crazy. just, all right. I started texting the girls. I'm like, I think we're ready to go. Might want to head down here, you know, shortly. It's yeah. It's about gonna time. Be go time. So then we had a midwife who delivered our baby. Her name is Zeta. And she came in and checked me and she was like, whoa, yep. you are ready. Gates like, are open. <laughs> 10 centimeters. There's nothing left. Like it, it's time so to this go. This was like 11, 10, 11, 15 yeah. p.m. So my mom and sister get in. Tasha, our birth photographer, gets in. Drew's in. And Zeta goes, all right, let's do a practice push. And I was so excited. Like I was just so excited to push because it felt like productive. I'm type three on the Enneagram. I like to like do things. Efficient. And so I was really excited. Like finally I can do my part. And so we do a practice push and she's like, holy cow, we need need to call everyone in. This is going to be really fast. And so I was like super encouraged by that. And I was just so excited to push. And so everyone's in their place. A contraction hits. I start pushing. They were like, oh, my gosh. Like like counting to 10. This is going to be fast. And yeah. it was so funny because it was shift change. And so our one nurse, Kristen, who had been taking care of us all day, was like, I'm so bummed. This always happens. Like, right as I'm about to leave, you're going to start pushing. And she didn't want to stay around for a few hours. And all of a sudden, she's but, like, yeah. I'm still here because this is going to be quick. And so... I loved pushing. I am probably one of those weird people. They told me to not tell anyone this because I thoroughly enjoyed it. I basically remember just thinking like, this is like where my strength comes from. I've been working out. I I can feel this happening. Like I'm so excited to see if we're having a boy or a girl. And so they would count and I'd push and it took five pushes total. It was just crazy because I'm sitting there and the like, 
I hate hospitals. Yeah. So I didn't want to look at anything. I wanted to stay up by her head, but like <laughs> you get so I, curious. I get back there and I, I'm counting nurses in the room. I'm like, there are like legit like 10 people. people in here. Yeah. Like this is insane. <laughs> yeah. And it, and it was so cool. So my mom was holding one leg, a nurse was holding the other leg. Drew was kind of up by my head. And then my sister was, Drew says, looking into the portal. <laughs> She's just staring down there, like just waiting, like so excited. Like yeah. Kate's a nurse. So she was like all about it. But I'm like, what are you doing? You guys are nuts. <laughs> I know. And it was crazy because I've watched a labor and stuff before. And I know how a lot of times when you're pushing, like the head will come out and then it'll go back in and then you get discouraged. And so it was on my third push total, including the test push where they were like, reach down, you can feel the head, which I actually thought was really gross. I was like kind of grossed out by it, but, yeah. and the head just stayed there. And so they were like, you're almost we're there. We're going to do this thing in like five minutes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it was just crazy. It was awesome. So yeah, five pushes and they said, she basically flew out because yeah. they were saying that the average first time mom, especially with an epidural takes between two and three hours of pushing. And I said, no, that is not, not going to happen. And we were <laughs> laughing. I mean, in between the contractions, it was just so funny because I was so present, so aware. I was like apologizing because I had bad breath. You were um, like, you were catering to me because you didn't want me to faint. Yeah. So you were like, are you okay? Do you need a washcloth? You need to sit down. At no, one lay on point. The, our, lay on the floor. At one point, our nurse goes, is that his normal color? <laughs> and I no. look at Drew and he's like really pale, kind of yellow, kind of green. And I was like, babe, you need to sit on the floor because I didn't want, he's passed out from chairs before and you still go down pretty hard. Okay. And I was like, no, you need to sit on the floor. And then we knew it was like only going to be a few more minutes. So I was like, okay, he can Good stick it out. Good thing for your mom because she was like, throughout the day, she was a lifesaver. But during the pushing phase, she yeah. was literally like rubbing my back, rubbing my neck. Yeah. Like making, like my mom's like holding my leg yeah. and then like holding Drew up She's with like a washcloth. crying with like her daughter in one hand and like her son-in-law. Like, don't pass oh, out. This is important. I know. You need to be upright. so crazy. So the final push, they I push and I can feel her head come out. And then they're like, let's breathe this baby out, which I did not understand. And they did not have time to explain to me. And I pushed and flew her, flew her right out. I mean, like she kind of had to get caught. They held her up. And we, our plan was that Drew would say, it's a boy or a girl. Well, I freaking see her booty and her front parts. And I was like, oh, my God, it's, it's a, a girl. girl. <laughs> and so it was just like, ah, like I can picture just that moment. And it was just so insane. Unreal. And it then they unreal. put her on my chest and they're rubbing her down. And she took a second to cry, but they were so like encouraging. Like she's doing yeah. good. She looks great. She's breathing well. Like let's back up to when Amber came in though. Like she was the nurse that came in and the energy in the room was awesome. She led the, t like she was like your cheerleader through the whole thing. Like, yeah. The way she cleaned off. Yeah. Apparently right away it was like. Like she was, and I'm like, yeah, because Drew's like OCD. So he was kind of like, yeah, stuff like, all over her, the blood. She yeah. was like spotless. She though. was like, spotless. Ooh. She got a good pat down. Yeah. And it was just like, I mean, it was just so like she was on my chest. I look at Drew. Drew's crying. Calling. I'm crying. And I'm like, we have a girl. We have a daughter. And it was, she was just, so cute from the get go. Ugh. And I couldn't really see her because like they like throw them on your chest and you're looking at the top of their head. So it's kind of crazy. And then things kind of took a turn because we had such a smooth pushing process. Um, she's on my chest and I'm like still very aware of like what's going on in my body. And so I could feel my placenta be delivered. And then all of a sudden the energy kind of shifted in the room. And 
I like could feel them pushing on me and I could feel a lot of blood coming out and I could see kind of a little bit of panic on people's faces. And I heard the doctor say, do we have a hemorrhage kit in this room? And I heard a nurse say, I'll run and get one. And so like hearing that and kind of knowing like, oh my gosh, something's going on. And I could see just kind of like everyone, they weren't really looking at the baby. They were looking at me now and I'm holding her. And so I'm kind of just looking at my sister because she's right next to the doctor. My sister's like, you're good. You're okay. You're okay. And so they were pushing and I was just losing a ton of blood. And it's kind of scary because my great grandma passed away in childbirth from a hemorrhage. And so just thinking of like, you know, this is a possibility, like everything had gone so smoothly. And so they stuck an entire hand inside of me to see what was going on and where the blood was coming from, which is not normal that they need to do that. And they were kind of able to get the blood to stop. But I don't know, it was just like, it was kind of surreal because it was like the happiest moment. And then all of a sudden it was like, whoa, like something could be really wrong. And you could tell like there was a nervousness in the air in the room, but the nurses definitely... They like, were confident. Alarmed. Yeah. yeah. Their, their emotion on their face and the way they kind of like made us feel comfortable was, was awesome. But it could tell it was like something's not right. Yeah. So they, they ended up getting kind of the blood to stop. I lost a ton of blood. And then Drew was able to cut the cord, which yes. I was shocked. Yes. Like they asked who's going to cut the cord. And he said, I will. And I was like, look to him. That like, really? Cool. And you did it. And I looked. It's so funny. My sister shot a few video clips and she got that on video. And I looked up at him and I was like, you did it. Because <laughs> um, we didn't know like medically if he would want to do that or if like. I wanted could. to if, if I was upright. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? yeah. Like, I didn't know where I would be at that point. <laughs> yeah. And so um, so then that was like joyful. Everything was good. They kind of got everything under control for me for the most part. But they were still kind of worried just about the amount of blood I had lost. And so then I remember saying, can I look at her? Because she had been on my chest and I hadn't even really been able to like see her face. And so we kind of turned her up and oh my gosh, like such a sweetie. Oh, it just makes me I loved cry. it when they put her on like the incubator to keep her warm and they were measuring her and looking at her and she puts her hands behind her head and just like, <laughs> like she's suntanning on the beach. And I'm like, oh my God, you're the sweetest oh. little thing ever. It was so, it was unreal. What did it feel like for you? Just, just like knowing that this is from us, a part of us, and it's going to be part of our life for the rest of our life was just like, it's a lot of emotions. Well, and you thought we were okay. So let's just oh yeah. First I thought say, we were having a boy. I was right <laughs> as always. I Shocker. totally thought she was a girl, and I was so oh, I got my girl. I don't know. I just I was so over the moon, and I would have been just as happy. It might have just taken me a quick little sec boy. to have a little boy, but I just so badly wanted a girl, and so it was just like. So magic. I remember looking at Drew like, are you okay that it's a girl? And he was like already head over heels for her. So we're zero skin to skin in the concern. corner at that point hanging out. Yeah. So I handed her off to Drew and I was going to try to go to the bathroom. And so we have to call in a couple nurses to help assist you because you're a fall risk, especially after an epidural. So this is the first time you've like stood up. In like a while. Yeah. And I hadn't eaten in a long time too. And so I stood up. And they were helping me into the bathroom and I got on the toilet to try to go to the bathroom. And I remember just saying, I don't feel right. And I passed out. 
And so it's really scary to like passing out in the bathroom. It's a tiny space. There's tons of metal and bars and sinks and tubs and everything. And the nurse caught me and I started throwing up and I just remember coming to and like opening my eyes and hearing people say, Jenna, Jenna. And my mom was rubbing cold washcloths on my back. They were trying to get me to wake up. And um, I just remember thinking, did I just give birth? Do I have a baby? Like what is going on? And it it was just kind of scary because I was still losing blood at this point. So they uh, made me sit there for a few minutes. They went and got this little cart thing to get me back to the bed because I couldn't walk. And they were pushing me on the cart to get back to the bed. And I was almost there. And then I said, I don't feel right. And I passed out again. And Drew hadn't seen the first time. He could hear everything going on. You see nurses running into the room. And so he was holding Conley. And then he saw me pass out. And I was like, out, out. Snoring. Like, it was it was kind of freaky. Yeah. And so I passed out on this cart thing. They, they caught me again. And then... I remember hearing them page to call the doctors back into the room because they were just really worried. Um, and so I was able to get back into bed and then the doctors came back in and they had to scoop an entire hand back inside, which is not normal to make sure because I was still losing quite a bit of blood. And it was just like really crazy. I was so thankful Drew was holding the baby <laughs> I was like worried about myself. I was worried about her, you know, and it was just, I don't know. It was just like surreal, but like also like I knew everything was going to be okay, but it was just like scary. So they got me some fluids, got me some pudding and uh, encouraged me to rest for a little bit just so that I could kind of get back some strength. And they were kind of keeping a pretty close eye on me. But I just remember like my mom and sister were both kind of freaked out. Like they're both nurses. So I could tell like, okay, this isn't normal. Something's going on. So that was like the most traumatic part of it. But even now it's like already starting to fade away. I was throwing up a lot. You know, I just didn't feel right at all. Um, I think you threw up in Amber's pocket. Yeah, I threw up in a nurse's pocket. So (laughs) love you, Amber. So yeah, so then after that, it was just like so amazing. We were up with her in the middle of the night trying to feed her and Drew and I were just... What a weird like, what do we do now? Yeah, it was just so (laughs) crazy. They like swaddled her up and she was laying in her little bed thing next to me and I just remember laying in the hospital bed just staring at her not wanting to sleep because I was just looking at her and it was just so awesome and so you know it's you know we're what three days in four, four. days in 80 hours 82 80, hours probably at this 80 point. hours they were calling it at the clinic for us and oh gosh it's just so cool and it was so funny too so let's talk about the name a little bit because yeah. We could not. Okay. So my entire pregnancy, I just could not think of names. And for our last two pregnancies, we had picked out names for both sexes. And one, I just felt weird about using names that we had for what felt like other children. And two, I don't know if it was just hormones or what, like I could not, there's nothing I liked, no names. And the funniest part about the name Conley is that a girl messaged me on Instagram, thank you, Instagram, and slid into my DMs and her name was Conley. 
And it was the first time I'd ever heard that name. And I responded to her and I said, this is so weird, but do you like your name? Because I've never heard it before and I love it. And so I was messaging this stranger about her name and she's like, I love it. It's easy to spell. There aren't many Conleys. So like you, you know, people can just say my first name and they know who they're referring to. It's unique. Like she really loved the name because I'm like, sometimes people have different names and they don't love it. And so throughout the entire pregnancy, that was like the name that I kept coming back to. And it took Drew a little bit to like love it. But then it was so funny because once the baby came out, I like still wasn't set on anything. Uh, everybody was asking us, what's, like, our what's name? the name? We're like, we I don't, don't know. have anything yet. I mean, it took us almost 24 hours to name her. And I kind of liked that, though, because I just kept saying, like, I just want to look at her. I just want to, like, spend time with her. I just want to, like, know. And so finally, like, we decided on a name. I mean, it was, yeah, almost a think, full day I after. I think it was over, was it pizza at that point? We were, we were just, like, hanging out. Yeah, like, I was like, what do you I think? Like Con- yeah. yeah, I was like, Conley Kate. Like, she looks like it. It just feels right. It's, like, the one name I kept coming back to. And so that was, like, really fun when we finally got to announce it. So it's so funny because... Everyone on Instagram knew we were getting induced. And then I wanted to just tell people, like, we had the baby, but we weren't ready to, like, announce it. We hadn't taken pictures. We didn't have a name. So it was just, like, so exciting when we were finally able to be like, her name is Conley Kate, named after. So Kate is my sister's name, who is also Conley's godmother. Like I said, the name Conley came from a DM on Instagram. So there's not this prophetic meaning, but it does mean hero and strong-willed, which I love both of those for a little girl. And I just think it sounds really cute. You like it now, huh? It, it fits. Yeah, it fits. That's what we said like a day after we named her. So like 48 hours in, I was like, it fits. It works. Like She's cute. Yeah, she's so cute. So, so anyway, so we just got to enjoy our time at the hospital. Oh my gosh, if no one has ever told you this, hospitals are like revolving doors. Like there are so many people in and out of your room, but you're so excited and you're so like, I don't know, just happy. We had her in our room the entire time we were there. That day after the birth was nuts. Like we didn't yeah. even get a chance to breathe. It was just people in and out. Yeah, and then medical like, insurance. Yeah, and this and here's that knitted and brand new knitted hat. From yeah, this lady down the street or whatever. It's like what the heck? There's <laughs> just a lot Let of. Let me stuff. take a nap. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy, but we were so excited and we ordered awesome. pizza, the same pizza that we had at our wedding. So we ordered in and had pizza delivered to the hotel or, or hotel hospital. We call <laughs> we called it Hotel Essentia, and so that was great. We loved. Loved our nurses and our like all of them all of them uh, are awesome people like i give them so much more credit and yeah. just, everyone was so personable and just like we had so much and, fun with them yeah it was just we had a really really great experience and you know it's just honestly so cool because i feel like so often after people give birth like you know, it's traumatic and it's super painful. And I mean, it's all of those things. Like it, it is all of those things, but like, I loved the experience. Like if you ever have to be induced, I pray that you have an experience like we had, like without fear, because it was honestly, it wasn't the way that we had planned or hoped or like visualized, but like I loved the birth and like labor and delivery experience. And I can say that like three days out of it, like I feel great. My body feels good. You look great. Um, Yeah. Thanks, honey. 
Welcome. Sweet. Very um, and like, I don't know, like I just really, really enjoyed the entire experience and I'm so excited. We have birth photos that are coming that we get to just like see and there's, we got a sneak peek and I will say that is the one time my hormones were like haywire You're because bawling, yeah. I was bawling. There's this picture. I'm sure you'll see it of Drew the second he sees her. And oh my gosh, best <laughs> photo of my life. Like so cool. I love that we had a birth photographer. I think that it was something we were kind of on the fence about, but like I knew I was like, let's just do it and and we'll see. And it was, Tasha you, was amazing. I remember you like asked like my permission for it. Like, yeah. can we do this? Well, I was like, like, are you going to like I'm feel like, like it's like Hollywood? Why would or? we not? Like, yeah. We have so many great pictures. Like, but I'm this sure is this the girl best that moment. you picked is going to be great. And it was so cool. Not, like we kept saying, like, not only the fact that her photos are going to be awesome and they are awesome, but just she as a person, she was an awesome, like forced to have in there with us and yeah. like part of the team kind of mentality. You're in the Twin Cities area, um, Redbird Hills, Tasha Hergott, amazing woman. And it was so cool too because like it was just another person in the room. Like we got to know each other throughout the labor process and just having everyone be able to be present. So like Drew and my mom and my sister and like everyone was present. No one felt the need to take photos um, we were all just like in the moment. And so there's so many things that were such a blur. Like even when we sat down to record this, we're like, we need to like go through our text messages because we don't really remember how things happen. And so I'm so excited to see photos that kind of remind us of that day um, and to show Conley some name, be like, this mm. is like the day you changed our world. And so, yeah, so, so far postpartum has been wonderful. And like, I don't know, I just... We are like, I feel like we're more connected. I never thought we would like function on, you know, three hours of sleep. <laughs> we're, we're rocking like, it so awake, far. <laughs> like ready to like hang out with the baby. and everything. I like it's miss so her cool. when I like put her to bed. And it's so funny for people that don't have kids. Like I remember rolling my eyes at the yeah. statuses like we are so in love. Blah, 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 blah. I'm like, like you whatever. just pushed a baby out of your vagina. <laughs> How can you say that you like love at first sight? Like, what is all of that? Like, what is that noise? Are people just saying that? And it is just like, it's unlike anything else. And I think too, our journey into parenthood has given us just a totally different perspective about all of the little nuances of being up in the middle of the night, your nipples are really sore, you know, your butt hurts, yeah. you're wearing adult diapers, like all of these things that are, you know, big things. And, and they are really awful for a lot of people. But I feel like we have waited so long that like, I am just like open armed, like, taking in everything and like i am just so like i'm so happy you are i'm so happy it's so cool it's so crazy we're a mom and a dad I know. hey mom <laughs> hey dad <laughs> oh, like we were up in the middle of the night I'm crying and i'm probably i'm gonna cry but we were up in the middle of the night and i was like I just like haven't had any moments where I'm like, what did we do? Mm, like we messed up our so, lives. Like, happy for the decision and proud of what we've done. And she's so cute. I know she's just so. That's cute. like the cherry on top. The fact that like her toes are all there, her fingers <laughs> are all there. She looks gorgeous. Like <sighs> the fact that she's healthy. Yeah, is so cool. Like yeah. Like, I don't know, we just stare at her. For a, better, a better experience. Oh, I know. We're so in love. And I just want to say, too, like, thank you guys. Like, we have had yeah, the so best support, like, much system support. in the world. We've had so much love. And, like, just to be able to tell her someday, like, thousands of strangers 
were praying for you, Mm -hmm. like prayed you into existence, like walked with us through like the lowest lows and the highest highs. And like so many people were thrilled that you entered the world. Like that is like so cool. And it's just like, I just look into our little eyes and I'm like, you are going to be a game changer someday. I mean, you already are, but like, she's going to be a hero. That's what the name says. What do you think she's going to want to do when she grows up? What's she going to be when she grows up? I'm just going to raise her into the strongest little lady. She's going to be. I can't wait. I don't want, I don't want to peg her into any corner. She can be whatever she wants. Live your life, Conley. (laughs) Live your own life. Oh, so we are going to settle into maternity leave. We wanted to record this while things were still fresh and while we could still piece them all together and while everything was new. But now we are transitioning into maternity leave. Um, We worked so fast far ahead that I'm just so excited, so thankful for my team for just keeping things carrying on. Nothing will feel different for you guys, but for us, it's going to look a lot different for the next few months, which we're thrilled about just to really step back and to step into this new season that we're already loving. And um, we just want to say thank you. And we hope that you enjoyed hearing about Conley and and just how she came into the world. It has been just a life-changing experience. We are just over the moon, like obsessed with her. And um, I didn't think I could fall more in love with you, but like people were right. Like seeing you with her, Drew the other last night, he was like, I really love changing her diaper. Like it's, it's our time together. Even after <laughs> she peed on him. Yeah. Like, that's you're, fine. You're handling it like a champ. I know. You did all the hard work. I can at least wipe a few butts <laughs> here and there. Mine I'm included. cool with that. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, you're not. Oh, not really. <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right. Well, uh, we're going to go check on our baby because Nana is rocking her gently. It's been an hour. I kind of miss her. I know. I kind of miss her, too. Yeah. And I just want to say, too, like, our families have been so yeah. awesome. We made the right decision moving home. It's yeah. like I was saying on the, on the ride home from the doctor today, like, the fact that we're close to your family is awesome. But the fact that we're close to, like, your medically, like, happy-go-lucky. Excited. With them, they just want They don't want to be without this baby. Like, yeah. how's, your, how's, your, how's your kid? Like, I was telling you, <laughs> you were just here, like, four hours ago. Like, and your family has sent us the best messages. We have, like, played video. And like, oh, yeah. oh my gosh, I just cannot wait for them to cam. meet her. Like, Welcome to the world. <laughs> it's, like, so, it's so sweet. Yeah. And we've been taking little video clips that we're going to put together that kind of document the process so that we can share that piece too. But anyways, Gold Diggers, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for cheering us on. Thank you. We thank are, you. Thank you. Yeah, we are loving love life. And we can't wait to keep sharing this, this new season with so much love and admiration. And again, If you are in a hard season of life, like we just pray that this story gives you hope that you can see, you know, after three years and two losses, like our little double rainbow is here and it was totally and utterly and completely worth the wait. I can't imagine any other baby than her. Jenna's crying. I love her. Let's go. All right. I love you guys. Over and out. Bye. (laughs) Thanks for listening to the Gold Digger podcast. Dive into the show notes for this episode and all past episodes at www.golddiggerpodcast.com. If you love the show, share it with a friend. The more the merrier. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time, you gold digger you. 
Hey, gold diggers. Lately, I've been getting excited to finish furnishing our new home, which is why I want to tell you about a brand that we absolutely love, which is Article. I have been a fan and a customer of Article for years. I'm always blown away by the curated assortment of furniture styles they offer. They have mid-century modern, coastal, industrial, Scandinavian, and even boho designs. There is something for everyone, no matter your taste. In our last house, we had their sofa and leather chairs. At our lake house, we have their dining table and chairs. We also just ordered some of their outdoor furniture for our new patio. Like, if you can't tell, we are obsessed with Article. The quality and style are top-notch. Article's online-only model means that they can offer some great prices with fast and hassle-free delivery. Pick the delivery time that works for you, and they keep you updated every step of the way. Article's customer care team is also amazing. They're knowledgeable, friendly, and always there when you need them. If you're like me and you're itching to give your home a makeover, I highly recommend checking out Article. They believe in delightful design for every home, and thanks to their commitment to style, quality, and affordability, it's never been easier to transform your space. Article is offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. To claim, visit article.com slash gold digger and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash gold digger for $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more.